<laughs> Scott's definitely out. <laughs> Dude, Scott, if you listen to a podcast, one of our podcasts for once, you could too be a listener and be part of the Bond I Rules Grand Prix. I will never listen to this ever. <laughs> In the history of the world, I will never listen to this. Yeah, right. He listens to All right, it every so week. What? What up, party people? Dizzle had the ride of his life at Cyclocross Nationals this past weekend. Okay, maybe not quite, but a good ride nonetheless, and we get him in the hot seat to break down the whole thing. We also banter on about some tire questions and then get into an interesting proposition from one of the fans who suggests that we start our own Grand Prix, or as I like to think of it as, the Bonk Bros Grande Prix. Let's hear what y'all think. Is this something we should consider tossing up into the ether to see if it sticks? Hit us up and let us know your thoughts or any other questions you have for the show at bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com or find us on the Instagram page and hit us there. The show page is only a few followers away from exceeding my personal follower count, so get over there and give us a follow because I cannot wait to throw the social media towel up in the air and abandon the platform once and for all. Okay, probably not really, but you catch my drift. Big shout out to all of our trusty Patreon supporters for helping us pay the bills. Yes, this may be a free show for most of y'all, but that doesn't mean there aren't behind-the-scenes expenses. Plenty of them, for that matter. And with that, I want to give a special shout out to a couple of our newest supporters, Julian and Matt, for throwing in some big bucks monthly. If you too want to throw in a few coins into the Bonk Bros piggy bank, check out that Patreon link in the show notes. Hey, and one last thing. We're working on a little Bonk Bros media makeover, and we're at the point where it's time to bring in some professional assistance with a few things. If you work in or have experience in the graphic design or creative design space, branding, marketing, anything like that, and want the chance to work with your favorite podcasters to refresh some things on the show, hit us up. We're not looking for handouts, so don't think we're expecting pro bono work here. It'd just be rad to work with someone who actually knows the show rather than some no-name Jane off of Upwork who tries to turn our show branding into some Fairyland Express. All right, let's get this party started. Eat Tacoma right now. <laughs> I did have pizza yesterday. <laughs> Nice. What's your what's your go to pizza flavor? Well, yes, that's a weird question. I mean, but weird we question. To, <laughs> it's like a pretty standard you question. Should have asked like, where did you go to get pizza? And my response would have been the Costco, the Costco um, food cafe or whatever cafe. Oh, nice, dude! The giant like two dollars slice is amazing. Yeah, we got like they usually have three options. You can you can get well maybe four cheese. Sausage, pepperoni, or supreme? Ours only has cheese and pepperoni. <laughs> really? <Yeah>. Missing <laughs> so out. Got <laughs> yeah, dude, pepperoni's yeah. fire. <clears throat> pepperoni is usually my go-to. Like, if I'm trying a new pizza place and I want to see like how good it is compared to others, it's usually pepperoni. Mm. That's the that's the taste tester. Yeah, because not everyone has good pepperoni too. Like, you can have a really good pizza, but if you don't have quality pepperonis, it like totally ruins. Where it. else can you go? And get a high quality slice of pizza, a high quality giant hot dog, and a churro. Like, come on, Costco. That's like, yeah. You think they'll sponsor me just for that commercial you, I just and blasted? You can, you can buy like a seven hundred pack of diapers yeah. too. We got to, we got toilet paper. We got we've got toilet paper for the next two years. So it's awesome. Yeah, Drew, you're gonna have yep. the best sponsors: Menards, and uh, Costco. Costco. <laughs> Who else? I feel like with Menards though, you gotta, like, you gotta be on the, the other. Sam's Club game. I feel like Menards, like Costco is kind of like the higher class of the uh of the like bulk quantity wow, purchasing. Dude. Yeah. It is. The Sam's Club people are you, I mean I, I I'm fine with Sam's Club. You can actually I, I grew up to like on Sam's, Sam's Club. Club. So 
But it was always like, it was always like there was the Sam's Club folk and then there was like the Costco people and they were like, you know, the Costco people were just bragging about how like their floors are wider and like their, <laughs> their muffins their, are better. That's their, why, that's why we, their meat selection is higher quality yeah. and like all this stuff. Yeah. Dude, you know how, you know how I know that I'm in my thirties is because every time I go to hang out with people, they're talking about stuff that they bought at Costco. Like that's the conversation yeah. is like, <laughs> oh yeah, I was at Costco the other day or like, oh man, these are Kirkland brand sweatpants. Like they're so comfy. <laughs> No, I actually, on the way to CrossNats this weekend, I went to Costco because I had to replace that GoPro, and that was the cheapest place to get a GoPro was at Costco, and it, <laughs> and it wasn't that far from where Nats were, so I could literally... Did you have to buy 12 On the them? way to the course yeah. for the race, I bought the GoPro and then put it on my bike, and I said, what's up, little buddy? Today you're about to see, today is your first day of life, and it's about to be your worst, and then I put, and then I put it <laughs> on my bike. <laughs> your nice. worst day it looked like a great day out it looked like a fine yeah, day out it wasn't so bad yeah <clears throat> are you already it recording or are you just talking about this shit no we're recording no we're yeah, recording records like as soon as we get on in case he we miss something he doesn't want to miss any yeah. of the gold scott what we can't see your video and it also tells me that your your browser has riverside open in two times no, I, I fixed that but i the video it's unfixable must be broken <laughs> I don't okay. know what the problem is. We're not on Instagram Live. That's okay. the problem. As long as we can hear you. Yeah, who took me into my podcast. Instagram Live? <laughs> we should have recorded that. Tyler did, apparently. I did. I heard that there was, I heard Scott McGill was coming live to commentate on, on CrossNats and had to tune in afterwards to see what, uh, what knowledge you were dropping. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a protest of flow bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did how did it go? How was your reporting? How was your live streaming? Um, well, I couldn't really see the race because Whoa, sorry. it was zoomed in on the thumbnail of the race. The browser <laughs> was zoomed in, and it was refreshing every two minutes to so you could watch through the thumbnail <laughs> without paying for flow bikes. Classic. So, classic. We were just talking about other things, dude. I like how I like how he. he uh, he requested a hundred and fifty dollar donation in order f- to like host the live thing, and that was he. And, he. and he even said like that's ironically the same cost as it would be to purchase a flow bike subscription. But I'm still not going to do that. I'm just going to do the free option. <laughs> yeah, why? Who would pay for flow bikes? I mean, it is a scam. It is it's a scam. A scam. We, might, we might all have to though with GCN going away in approximately seven days. Yeah, but if they're going to so. put the same shit on flow bikes that they have been putting on there. I don't want to watch that anyways. <laughs> Cuz it's usually only the national championships, which is the only one I care about. I'm doing. It's usually so also all the races that you do in Europe, Scott, that no one's ever heard of. On flow bikes? Yeah, filmed no, with like the Tour de Rufargen or something like that. Huh? They're all on GCN, but I guess I don't know what's going to yeah. happen with all those. Yeah, that's true. I generally like even though like the Cross World Cups are all on on flow bikes, um, I choose not to watch it. <laughs> I'd rather pay for a VPN and listen to people talk about cross that actually know about cross. Then, how did you how did you watch uh, nationals? Uh, flow bikes, which I kind of wish GCN was covering too. So, but that's all right. Are we? So you have a flow bike subscription. You're uh, just saying that you. I mean, you don't you choose I, not to I use it? I don't have a flow bike subscription. I just happen to know people that do. Ah, Dizzle, why do you look like you just got out of bed, man? 
He's in he a probably pizza coma. Just get out of bed. <laughs> Do I look that bad? No, you look great, man. I woke up real tired today. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah dude. It's daylight savings, man. You've got to oh, recover man. from all that hard work that you've been putting in. So it's only a one-hour race. I don't know. Like <laughs> it wasn't that hard, but it just feel rough. You mean it wasn't that hard? You mean saying you could have gone harder? No, I don't think I could have gone harder, but <laughs> how was how was the race, Dizzle? It was good. Give us I a breakdown. Dude, I gotta say I, that- I was I was shocked by by how many cyclocross listeners we have. I just assumed that in today's day and age, well, like half all of our listeners this, were just gravel racers. Half now, the people on this podcast are cyclocrossers. True. That's two, not true. I guess two out of who we've we've <laughs> covered at you know uh, zero cyclocross races this year. So I guess we did cover Pan Ams. Hmm. What do you mean by but cover? That was cover <laughs> races now. Like what do you, you mean cover? Like, yeah, covered yeah, for yeah. Yeah. What do you mean cover? We, like, I don't we, think... we made mention of who won uh, the Pan Ams at least the men's okay, championship. Gotcha. Which is I'm also covering. You're acting like we're like a cycling. Cycling news podcast or something, <laughs> dude. We provided live coverage for Little Sugar. We provide live coverage for Big Sugar. Yeah, those we are as in both of which are not cyclocross races. Uh, they could be. My videos count as live coverage because, like, they are kind of. It's not live. <laughs> it's yeah, not it's live, live, dude. <laughs> it's live in the moment. They're real. Like it's it's real cyclocross real racing, but it's not we don't live. Have live coverage. We just have real coverage. No, Who but did for you? real, sure. But for real, I had, I probably had, I probably heard the word talent yelled at me over a hundred <laughs> times this weekend. In my YouTube video, there's a spot oh, where I literally trip up the stairs and almost drop my bike and land on my face. And five seconds later, somebody yells, "You're so talented!" And I'm like, "You're a doofus! You didn't just see me trip up the stairs! Like, come on, that's not talent." <laughs> You're right. I, that is not talent. <laughs> talent is uh, going from DFL to nip and dizzle on the last place. place. So, dude, the ride of the day has got to go. I mean, Bruner had a pretty spectacular ride, too. At yeah, one point, so Bruner he was had like a right ahead of me. Bruner had a mechanical in the race yeah, and still won. So. What happened to him? I heard he, he dropped his chain. So it, he it had to be worse than a chain drop, dude. Like he was no, he was it's, it's out like of it. in the crash mode. Yeah, yeah it looked like okay. he was stuck in his hardest gear. And then he also crashed again. I think after he got a new bike. I, I think, think. Uh, so. Yeah, they were going on some off cambers on the far side of the course, just after pit two. No, before pit two. Anyways, uh, and Strohmeyer and Bruner were going for the same uh, corner, like. Uh, Strohmeyer was trying to like come up the inside mm. and Bruner just absolutely like like it it looked like he was trying to just kind of like shoulder check him but I mean he went in hard on Strohmeyer knocked Strohmeyer down and he said after the race that Strohmeyer's bike like hit his derailleur um which mm. then put Bruner into like his hardest gear uh and then at some point like Bruner jumped off of his bike and like was pressing on the, the derailleur to get it to to function again. So, yeah, I don't know. So it was in crash mode. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what is up with Shimano having a crash mode in the first place? I, I've I've never I've only heard stories of crash mode totally ruining people's races and not helping with anything whatsoever. Is I that mean, so? Can, it doesn't 
if you crash and like bend your derailleur hanger, it won't go in, into the spokes and like completely destroy the derailleur. I mean, I'm assuming that. No, I don't. I don't think it's for that. I don't think it's for the so it doesn't go into the spokes. I think it's so that it doesn't like like get ripped off. So so it, it detensions the chain when it when it happens. So that way, um, it's not going to like get sucked up into your cassette and rip off the derailleur hanger. Yeah. So it's so you don't break your derailleur. Yeah, it's basically so you don't. Well, can break you something. disable it for people who like race and no. don't care if you break it? Or not? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like a. It's not a like. It's not an electronic thing. It's a. It's like a me- mechanical thing. Oh, it's a mechanical. It's not even programmed into the. So like SRAM, SRAM has like a like theirs. Their crash mode is basically it just detensions it by like releasing the um, the motor mechanism. So it like it kind of goes limp for a second and then it goes back to its original position. Shimano is actually like bumps bumps the derailleur into like a different notch in this like cam mechanism and then it's like kind of soft during that and then you have to like shift it a bunch in order to like get it back that's what i was about to say how do you know so much about derailleurs you have like a kid when do you find the time to like figure all this shit out (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't gonna call him no scott goes (laughs) just call him like a bad dad (laughs) you're neglecting your child so that you can read all these manuals come on scott to know all that shit. Wait, Adam. When you when you work for a bike shop and you want to get like the discounts on stuff, you have to like go through all these classes in order mm. to answer questions on their products. So you kind of <clears throat> learn a couple. Things. Adam's That's on true. like Shimano Shimano University, like reading the the spec sheets to his kids to put them to sleep. You know, no, dude. The, the funny thing is, I I own zero Shimano components. Like, yeah, you're in a general. Huge, Nothing. Huge Shimano. SRAM fanboy. Mm-hmm. That works. new that new uh, transmission yeah. derailleur came out, and you just like had a field day. Pretty much, you knew yeah. all. The, I haven't. You knew all yet, the but... specs about the transmission derailleur too. Whenever it is, we talked <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. How do you how do you not have that yet? How do you how have you not ordered that? It's like a thousand dollars for a derailleur. Yeah, I mean, I I have the other one that works fine. <laughs> like. It the the main benefit is that it sh- it shifts better on your load, but when you only weigh one hundred and forty something pounds, like I mean, you're not you're not pumping out that many watts. I heard when I was riding through the start finish because you know as I'm racing, I'm trying to like you know like listen to what's happening at the front of the race because I'm a true fan. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you could hear that far. One lap I was riding. Well, they were still. I guess Bruner was just having such a good ride. They were still talking about him when I about two minutes later when I came through the start finish, and they were saying that we were doing like or not we I should say they the leaders were doing like eight thirty five laps, and Bruner to catch back up did it in like an eight fifteen, just to like just to like shave twenty seconds off your lap time just by like a snap of your fingers is like. That's insane. 20 seconds? Like, oh, I'm just going to go 20 seconds faster. Like, that sounds pretty pretty talented to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Do you feel like Dizzle and Scott, I think you know Eric probably better than, I don't know, better than I do for sure. But, like, I was thinking about this during the race, like, how I feel like, I feel like Bruner is, like, so kind of, I don't know, I feel like he gets a lot of, like, disrespect. Like, people sort of count him out. They're like, oh, yeah, like, Eric won one nationals but like you know dude it was like a one in Bruner disrespect yeah i don't know I mean, man that's like just the, the vibe that's just the vibe that i get it could be totally totally wrong favorite but i thought he was the favorite going into the race he probably doesn't have the same amount of respect that curtis does but that's because curtis 
I don't know why that is. I don't know really. Know. Curtis I guess Curtis, Curtis, Curtis has been in the. <laughs> what do you? What do you say? We lost you. Know. you. Kentucky internet in my back. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, still on that broadband. Yeah. Well, Curtis has been racing cross for so long, and I don't know. I get. I don't know. Dude, what don't know happened why. to Curtis? The pressure got to him. I don't know. I think he's just not riding as not good that talented. as he, yeah, he did last year. I think. I don't know. Maybe you should not try to race gravel over the summer. Just do. Dude, crits. your your uh, prediction for the women's race was spot on. It was like not even close from what it what it looked like to me. Yeah, anybody that watches cross or oh, anything Claire, Claire would have told you that. Yeah, she was probably in tenth place <laughs> on the first lap, but she's gonna win. Yeah, I was yeah, literally a picture from the really, I'm not a true fan of cyclocross. And she started on the front row, and she was already like gapped by Katie Klaus by the end of the pavement. Like she wasn't even. I was like, Clara, you need to work on your starts. Like, come on, dude. Isn't that isn't that um how Katie Compton always was too? Yeah, yeah she was a decent. Wasn't she a slow starter? Yeah, I'm also that way as well. Except without the <laughs> diesel part. Except, <laughs> except I just start slow and get a little faster. So they why start slow? So why are you giving? Faster, why are you giving her crap about it then? Because she it's, won. It's so funny. Like if she, it's different if you're, if you're strong enough to win and you know, you suck at starts, you should probably practice your starts. Maybe she does. Dude, and if she does, that's even worse. I don't, <laughs> maybe you I mean, should sounds, it sounds like it didn't matter. Race. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Not for her. But when she's like racing in Europe, it absolutely matters. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, she's coached. I, I, I'd be interested. I don't know who her coach was before. I think she's coached by Hyde now. Um, oh, Hyde's so okay. like, he's probably working but, on it. Yeah, for sure. I but I know that in previous years, they were like, Clara, you need to work on your starts. And like the the rumor was that she just never went and worked on it. So it was like a known, it's like a known weakness, but she just, I don't know. You kind of some get away people, with it. I mean, so, some people, it's not even so much that they're not strong enough. They're, they're just kind of like too timid. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're too afraid to go not aggressive hard starts enough. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I was watching Drew's video and Drew was like, let dudes pass him right, left. God, Dylan Drew. Johnson watched my video, dude. I watch I can, every single. I watch I every single quit. one of your videos. I can quit now. I've reached it. I'm like, I've reached the pinnacle of YouTube. I even you got a you got a shout out. I had a bunch I, of people yelling about talent. I had a bunch of people yelling about the 502, which is the Louisville area code, and then I had a bunch of people yelling, "Dylan Johnson's right behind you," and I'm like, "You guys are idiots." <laughs> Nice. All right, so I got a question we're for accurate. you. Would maybe you would Drew, be behind Drew, me. Tyler, and Scott? <laughs> uh, you guys. I mean, since you guys have followed cyclocross closer, when when Strohmeyer was off the front, like Bruner got knocked out, and then Strohmeyer attacked, and he was off the front solo. Was there a chance? Like, did you guys think that he had a chance of of going all the way? Yes. Well, Drew, you didn't watch the race. I heard about it, and I say no, dude. Bruner is like, <laughs> dude. Bruner's so yeah, fast right now. But if you were, well, there, if was a, you there was a watching, point in time where we didn't know if Bruner was even going to yeah, come so back. Yeah, so if you were watching I mean, they, the race, it looked like Bruner had such a catastrophic mechanical that his race was over. So he went, so yes. Bruner's lap times, just to 8.36, 8.34, 8.50. lap times? Well, it's on the internet, Drew. You got to use it later. <laughs> internet. Yeah, send it to me. Eight, call, call into your internet. <laughs> get that dial up going. Okay, 8.36, 8.34, 8.50. 816, 822, 834, 829. By contrast, 
So yeah, so so Strohmeyer never slowed down. And that's that's what was hard to tell from the from the broadcast because they act, they weren't um talking about the lap times real time, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to tell because it, it almost seemed like Strohmeyer started to fade towards the end, but it was actually just Bruner was staying on the gas. Yeah. I mean I think he I mean he shaved like when Bruner had his mechanical, he shaved off twelve seconds. He went twelve seconds faster on the lap. Yeah. But I think I think I remember hearing something but his worst lap was only eight thirty eight. I yeah. mean that's that's pretty consistent. Yeah. I mean I think I remember him he said something about like just kind of sitting up like at some point, like realizing that Bruner was coming back and like kind of saving, just mm. figuring like, okay, well I can keep investing a ton of energy with like three laps to go. But, um, it sounds like he just sat up and waited for Eric to kind of come back to him at that point. Dude, there were, there were a couple times once Bruner caught back up and then Strohmeyer was like, you know, kind of yo-yoing off the back of Bruner. There were a couple times where dude, Strohmeyer was like, hauling so much ass into the like the corner to like try and close the gap that it was like it was like a night and day difference between like <laughs> Bruner's entry speed and uh and Stromeyer's entrance speed and you're just like dude what is this guy doing but like he was just like literally throwing it all out there Bruner's like he's another one of those guys that's like so smooth that like I don't know you you watch him on TV and you're like you don't he doesn't look like he's going fast but he is absolutely hauling ass if you like zoom out and look mm-hmm. at it it's just I think Claire is kind of the same way. Like she also doesn't look like she's moving very quickly, but somehow she's just like dropping everybody. Whereas like Strohmeyer is very much all over the bike. He's throwing the bike around here and there. It's kind of well, like you can Clara see it. looks Clara looks like she's putting out consistent high power, whereas Strohmeyer looks like he's punching in and out of everything. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Different styles. I and and I like the ra- the way that Strohmeyer races, kind of like you, Scott. Like just super dynamic. You know, like not afraid to attack or go off the front or you know race aggressively yeah which makes it fun dude and okay we we, we totally overlooked this when when bruner and stromeyer crashed on that one corner stromeyer was like he he was on the front or no maybe bruner's on the front and bruner was going wide stromeyer was taking the inside line bruner closed the door like super hard knocked stromeyer off his bike and stromeyer still got up and was was leading after yeah. that like he he rebounded so quick that he like was still back on the front. Yeah. Yo, did we crazy. talk did we talk about what caused the crash in the starting straight? Mm. Dizzle who did you call out no, Dizzle, video? You know? I thought I knew who caused it because when you're looking at the head-on footage, it looks like Funston just swings out and takes out Caleb's front wheel. But I have it on my GoPro that Funston had like a clear line. Like Caleb, it looks like he takes out Caleb's front wheel, but Caleb was behind. Funston. Caleb had like yeah. all the road to himself right there because Caleb had or Funston, whatever. <laughs> Caleb had already dropped back. And so I was gonna call yeah. out Funston in my video and then in my GoPro footage, because I was far <laughs> enough back at that point, I could see that Funston didn't touch him at all. Like Funston, you can see Funston go from the left of the road to the right of the road and it's totally clean. So well, I thought Caleb said in his he like posted something about it that that he like bumps shoulders with someone right next yeah, to him. Yeah, he said he hit with Daxton. Bump shoulders. It was with um, yeah, yeah, Daxmock. But I mean, I think it was Caleb's fault. Caleb wasn't looking. Caleb was like staring down at his pedals. So like, hmm. I mean, hmm. was that the, was that the was that the but, other dude who unclipped? Yeah, I came out of my pedal, and then Caleb came out of his pedal, and I got right back in my pedal, and it wasn't that bad. I mean. 
Caleb didn't just come out of his pedal, dude. He freaking hit the yeah, deck hard. I know, but he came out of his pedal, and then he was like, he he couldn't get back into his pedal, so eventually he looked down at his pedals, and when he looked down was when he crashed. Mm. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. I gotcha. Because when oh, he looked could... down, everybody else started to like set up for the turn, and he didn't. For the yeah, and it took out his okay. front wheel. Yeah, you can see in the video, like you kind of see Dax uh, and Caleb's on Caleb's uh, Instagram. He's got like you can see where Dax and, and just brush his shoulders with him. And somehow Carrie, like Carrie, makes it around this. There's a lot of guys that just yeah. Carrie and Dax came above their shoulders through the first turn. Dude, Carrie can grow a thick mustache. You guys see that, <laughs> dude? For real? I thought I thought that was a fake mustache that he put on for the single speed race, and then he still had it for the elite race. And I was like, oh, that's a real mustache. Wait, I thought it was a fake mustache. Is it? Is it fake? It's fake. So it's totally. So you didn't have it. Fake. He didn't have it in the pro race. Oh, he didn't have it in the pro race. No. Oh, okay, okay. It was a fake mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Why Why is every single picture on his Instagram with the mustache? He's only Probably. posting pictures. Because for- he won that yeah. race. He didn't win the other race. Maybe he only paid a photographer to get photos from that race. Because <laughs> he beat Lance in that race, unlike some people on this podcast. That's fine. Dude, yeah, I was surprised. Man, I thought Tobin so was going to be there. Tobin no, was dude. pretty smoked, I think. But Tobin, I did talk to Tobin. He, he said, with him not being in the series next year, he's probably going to do more cross, and that like mm-hmm. his sponsors are cool with that. Probably Carrie too, right? Probably. I imagine who else and uh, Rebecca and but not me. Yeah, not me. Why not you? You're not, you're not going to do cross. It was cool having it here in my hometown, but dude, it's going to be there again next year, about. isn't it? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's look- cool, and I'll probably do it, but I don't know how much I'll focus on it. I'll just see. I'll see how I feel that time of the year. Day of. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were kind of lucky slash unlucky this year that you hurt yourself and you couldn't race all summer because yeah. you actually had something to give for cyclocross season. I would say, I mean, you might prove me wrong, but I would say if you do an entire Grand Prix season, <laughs> Yeah, no. you're not gonna feel like racing come cycle right. cross season. That's what I'm already. Yeah, yeah, I'm already thinking that. <laughs> already quitting, Dizzle. Come on, dude. <laughs> I mean, gotta have a little grit, bro. Carrie did I it. Know, when I talked to Carrie, Carrie... single speed national champion, Tobin's single speed world champion. I mean, those guys are. Freaking I saw hardy. Carrie out there Diz- Dizzle's earlier in the there. week, and he told me straight up he was running on fumes. Do those guys have dedicated single speed cyclocross bikes, or do they just like? not charge their shifting batteries before they do one of those cycle single speed mm, races both of them both of, both of lance and carrie were running some kind of tensioner okay so like that tells me probably not like if, if you've got a dedicated single speed bike like you better make that thing with without a tensioner well, just use a derailleur they, as a so neither specialized or a derailleur, neither yeah. specialized nor kona has some sort of tensioning system on their cyclocross bike so you have to use yeah but you can do it with a with a bottom bracket like you have to buy you get an eccentric, eccentric bottom, bottom bracket. bracket. Yeah, okay. I saw. I mean, I saw Kerry's story. He had like four bikes, and I think two of them were set up single speed. So, oh wow, Whoa. he's got a bunch of full yeah, taking that thing seriously for sure. Okay, well then maybe he does have dedicated single speed bikes. They're just lame and have derailleur on it. <laughs> Not in the true spirit of full speed. Does yeah. his tensioner have an oversized pulley wheel though? <laughs> That's probably next one. No, dude, he's losing so many watts on that thing. Yeah. But he's you gaining know, all those watts back with his hunchback, right? I mean, yeah. 
and the mustache. And the mustache. It's true. <laughs> you know, if so if you're in the right gear on a single speed, it is actually way more efficient than a regular drivetrain. Because your chain doesn't have to oh, yeah. you know, snake around a derailleur. Well, that's part of why you don't have a derailleur too. Right. It's not just the chain line, but yeah, it's if you don't have a derailleur, then yeah, it's a lot less friction on the chain. And it just looks way sicker. Sure. Yeah. Not that you care about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. When are you going to do the single speed? When are you going to do the Grand Prix single speed, Dylan? Uh, I don't know. When they make that category, I guess. <laughs> when are you going to be the Gordon Wadsworth of the Lifetime Grand Prix? That guy yeah. can ride the heck out of a single speed bike, dude. Yeah, dude. dude I used to be a. I actually used to be a single speeder back in my teenage years. Back when I thought, you know, single speeding was cool. Is that when you had gauges in your ears and even yep. shittier tattoos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, got, I got all the shitty ones lasered off. Mm-hmm. And now I have slightly less <laughs> shitty ones. <laughs> have you gotten any new ones Dude, since you, the one on your leg? Yeah, you were talking about how, like, the whole offseason you were just going to be on the tattoo yeah, table. Look at yeah, look at Show us. Dude, Show I, us. You, already, you just looked I don't at have, it. Show I don't us. Have, I don't have any new ones on my arm. Um... I wanted oh, to, and then where are they, <laughs> dude? So, so I got that throat abscess, and that meant that I couldn't go to one of my appointments. And then my tattoo artist had to cancel one of the appointments. So I had like three appointments lined up, and I only ended up doing one of them. And then now it's almost base season, and uh, I'm gonna be honest: getting a tattoo almost is like base season. You That's haven't been trained. <laughs> <laughs> Do you object to that, Scott? Yeah, you haven't been training? I mean, I've been doing a lot of gym work. I've been training, I don't know, 12 hours a week-ish. No. Is that not enough for you, Scott? No, that's, a, that's enough. How much have you been training? Exer- we'll call that exercising. How, how much? <laughs> exercising. <laughs> how much have you been training, Scott? Probably less than that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so what are you talking about? Flipping out about how I'm not doing base training. Scott's retired. Yeah, I'm retired. Okay. <laughs> Scott, when's your first gravel race next yeah, year? Yeah, dude. Um, well, otter. once I sell my gravel bike, hopefully never. Anyone want to <laughs> buy a uh, 52 Crux for sale? Dude, I, Put it out there. In the I don't understand years. why you ride such, such a small size frame in everything. It doesn't make sense. We're, we're supposedly the same height. I'm a small person. It's lighter. <laughs> That's what I, I ride a 52. How tall are you, Scott? Like 5'10". Oh. Yeah, dude, me too. I'm only like 5'8". <laughs> I'm 5'10", and I ride a 56. That's, that's, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> you're, you're so like, I'm 5'10", like, as well, and somehow Scott always, always rides like two sizes smaller than me. Maybe he knows something you don't. Uh, maybe. It's lighter. He's just got like a, a 200 stem on there. And it, like when you, have a, when you have a bike that's too big, man, you just like can never feel comfortable on that thing. It's like, it's, I'd always rather run a smaller bike. Yeah, I'd rather just run the bike that like fits, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not too small, not too big. But seriously, anyone want to buy a, a 52 Crux? <laughs> Potentially. How many, how many cycle? Are you talking to us or are you just putting that out there to the listeners? Everybody. Anybody. People listen to this apparently. Can I? Hey, can I? You gonna sign a list all my stuff for sale too? I've got some fifty-four boons that are for sale. If anybody wants to yeah. buy a boon, yeah, this is turning into an eBay auction on. This is what happens. 
we don't we don't have any sponsors for this episode but if you could buy our bikes that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) scott a lot of people are not so pros closet a lot of our listeners like to write letters so if you could just drop your address in the show notes then we'll have people write you a letter until they'll send you that that straight up cash anybody (laughs) could i bet anybody could probably find my address because my address is the one associated with ignition Scott, I mean, technically just, you can uh, find anyone's address. You yourself, it's all public records. Yeah, public Scott, records. just what? give all your bank details on the podcast here and somebody will just send <laughs> you the money. Oh, yeah. You've got to get that direct deposit. <laughs> just put in the note your address and I'll just send you the bike. <laughs> Dude, do any of you guys read Velo News? No. Only if they talk about me. Mm. Okay, well, it's <laughs> So no. Has Velo News ever talked about you? No. Exactly. Okay. Not even when Dizzle won U seventeen Pan Am championships did they talk about him in Velo News. It was probably all about Curtis at that point too. It was U twenty three Tyler, U twenty three Pan Ams. <laughs> and I beat Curtis in that race to get that title. And you know what they said? They said he when I came out of the woods ahead of Curtis, they were like, Curtis must have had a mechanical because Drew's winning. <laughs> I swear, they said that on the PA system. And I was like, no no street cred. Come on. What what would tick you off more if they said Curtis must have had a mechanical? Talented. Or if they no, yeah, if they said talented, that's what that would tick <laughs> me off more. So talented. <laughs> Way more talented than Curtis White. I, uh, that would make me more mad. Okay, back to your question. So, Dylan. so they had a so Velo News, and it sucks because ever so it used to be Velo News. Only some of their articles were behind a paywall, but at this point, it's like every single one of their articles are behind a paywall. So I didn't actually read this article; I just saw the headline, mm-hmm. and I felt vindicated. They're talking about how continuous lactate monitors are coming, and the World Tour mm. teams are stoked about it. But I'm even more stoked about it, honestly. I was going to say, why would they not be Yeah, I mean, for real. This is going to revolutionize cycling. If you can't race with a continuous glucose monitor, why would they let us race with a continuous lactate monitor? I mean, those are UCI rules. (laughs) Like, I'm going to have a continuous lactate monitor in the Grand Prix races for sure. (laughs) How about this? If it, if it, how does that even, if the the continuous lactate monitor, we'll call it the CLM, if the CLM, uh, were to were to take off ten watts, would you still use it? Why would it take off any watts? I, hey, that doesn't you mean because it's so big and not because aero? it's probably implanted into the side of your leg or something, and that takes or, off watts. Whatever for whatever reason, if it took out ten watts, no, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna use something if it takes out. If it took out half a watt, I wouldn't use it. Okay. You wouldn't use it just to know what your lactate levels were if it took not out during a race. A I mean, I might, I'd probably still use it in training. But you're worried about half a watt, dude. Yeah, do you, you even know have, me? He's not talented. <laughs> like, do you even? <laughs> I know, but the the ability to like know exactly what your exertion level is at all times. Right. I, mean, I mean, that's yeah, worth way more enough, than half a fair watt. Fair enough. I don't, I don't even know why Drew even brought up that hypothetical because I don't understand why it would take off any watts. To be honest with you. I don't know. I just want to see what you say. Maybe it's maybe it'd be against the spirit of gravel so much that it would take off like twenty watts. <laughs> how does yeah. how does that thing even work? Like, does it just sit? Like, is it like the CGMs that just kind of sit on your? I mean, I assume I have a CGM. Like, exist exist one. How do we know if it works if it doesn't yeah. exist? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I'm assuming that it's like a CGM. It probably sits on your arm and it it measures the lactate levels in your blood. 
And the reason why that's revolutionary is because, I mean, at that point, you don't even need a power meter, really. No, that's not what it's going to be. It's going to be, it's, you're going to like, to get this thing to work, you're going to have some kind of like RoboCop soup you have, suit you have to, you have to like wear <laughs> while you ride. You're going to look like RoboCop. <laughs> Uh, you drop in the chat without pricking your finger. I think this is probably just bullshit. <laughs> How are they going <laughs> to measure lactate without actually having blood? Tyler, are you? Are oh, you? Wow, this is actually a device. Doubting Velo News's authenticity? No, I'm not even looking at Velo News. I'm looking at this this K watch that allegedly is going to measure your. Uh, Tyler, how do they how do they measure your your glucose right, this levels dude, continuously? This dude's running and he's wearing it on his bicep, dude. How are you supposed? How are you supposed <clears> to see that? Where are you going to put your whoop strap? Was this guy going to be seriously? Why can't they just make all these into one thing? And then some. And then they got someone cross country skiing and they're wearing it underneath their long sleeves. <laughs> can't see that. Uh, technically, it's biathlon. What do you uh, want him to go skiing naked? No, it's like oh, it is biathlon because he's got a he's got a holster on his back. You guys are on the same website, right? Yeah, now. it is biathlon. Yeah, dude, I dropped it in the <laughs> chat. Again, we'll teach. Oh. We'll add this to your internet coaching session later. <laughs> yeah, that's not dude, in my. Drew's got like Drew's got like a ferret on a spinning wheel in the back, powering his <laughs> powering his internet. That's what oh. they do in Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, it would be like yeah, okay, having any of these like CGMs or like CLMs. clms going here first <laughs> would be would be great but like what are you realistically what are you going to do in a race you're going to be like oh shit i'm under I'm over three millimoles right now like are you just going to back it shut down? It down well there's some races where you legitimately pace yourself unlike cyclocross but um, just race the race yeah but there's some there's some races where you actually need to pace yourself like i would say leadville is an example of that Oh, yeah, but the World Tour guys aren't racing Leadville. Mm. Well, I'm not even talking. Like, why do you guys keep bringing up World Tour and UCI? I'm talking about me. Because that's what the Velo News doing- article is talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about me, and I'm talking about the Lifetime Grand Prix races. Scott, how do, Scott, how do you plan to implement the new CLM? <laughs> well, Scott's just going to quit bike racing altogether when these things come out. Yeah. It's going to be too much. Uh, I'm actually going to train instead of worried about this for like five hours before you go training and then just spend that five hours like riding and then everyone will just get slower than me. Nice. It's a good yeah, strategy. Good, good strategy. That's why we pay Scott the big bucks because he's a good coach. <laughs> um. Well, I, I, I'm going to say that as soon as you can buy these, like I'm gonna be within the first ten people to buy this thing. The K watch? Uh, I don't know. What is the K watch? I thought that's what we were talking about. Seems like a scam to me. Oh, the K the K watch is like it is already a continuous lactate monitor. Yeah, but does it work? Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should buy one. Like I think if you get one of these and it doesn't work, that's way worse than not having. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Because then you got to pay attention to something that's not helping you. Yeah. Wow, I feel like such a dumbass right now. They already have this, and I haven't bought it. So I'm clearly not off? within the first 10. Which, 10 are you looking it. at the link on that Tyler Yeah. Son? Guess you should have checked out the I don't think you can buy it. I think it says it's still <sighs> in development. Oh, okay, 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 good. 
All right, yeah, I'm gonna put a note of I can get a link. You guys got a chat without me or something? <laughs> Oh my God. No, dude, you're just look on the right side of the screen. There's a, there's a chat, See. chat bubble that's got a one Scott's, in it. Scott's from Kentucky, too, maybe. Oh, I mean, Scott's I from. Of, I know, I was thinking a text, text. Scott's from like the Redneck. Oh, I'm already oh, on the no. website. Uh, Dylan, you can subscribe for updates on their newsletter. Right, I'll do, I'll do, that. do that. They'll probably only sell my data to like, you know, a few data farms. How much does it cost? Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Look at the CGM one. And Probably guess. At what price would you not buy this? <laughs> Any price? It depends <laughs> if it works. Yeah. What if it doesn't work? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a we'll problem see. with like. Why wouldn't it work? I mean, it's the same. Like, what do you mean by not work? Like, it's not accurate. Yeah, that would suck if it wasn't accurate. Like you ha- yeah, you would have to like actually have like a, a a glucose monitor, or sorry, not a glucose monitor, a lactate monitor, and like run either finger pricks or ear pricks, right? And compare. I mean, I've used, but I've used a finger prick lactate monitor that d- didn't work. So how, how do you know that that mm-hmm. works also? Yeah, fair enough. What do you mean? It's, why, why didn't it work though? It's just, well, it's I, real, it's like really easy to screw it up. We I mean, like Scott, Scott for sure screwed it up, you know? Well, I wasn't doing <laughs> it, test, but like they were doing it for me. And then like, we, like I was sitting for basically 20 minutes and my lactate was like seven. And then I did like an all-out effort, and my lactate was like seven point two or something. And I'm like, "This is not." <laughs> and then they just like didn't. They still like use the data to like make like a graph that was useless. And it was like I just wasted like an entire day doing these stupid fucking efforts and like all this measurement and shit. And like we have like ten people working on this. Yeah, for no reason. So and did you figure out what your like? Did you figure out what your threshold or your zone two was or no? <laughs> I mean, I, no, because it wasn't accurate. So I didn't even look at the graph. <laughs> I know. I know that it was useless. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I would say that, so I've, I've used a, uh, an arrow sensor a little bit, and I would say that it kind of falls under that category of it's, if you're a super geeky data nerd, you might get a kick out of it, but it's it's so finicky at this point that it's kind of falls under the category of like useless Bro. measurements. What's an arrow sensor? Yeah, like if you want to post it on Instagram, you have a photo of you, you know, pricking your fingers to make it feel like you're like trying harder or something. <laughs> then sure, but I don't know. <laughs> but like probably a lot of these like at home ones are like not accurate enough. To make it worth it. Oh, it was an at-home one that you did this. Well, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was like on the road. I don't. I don't know what kind of was on the road. It sounded like his team. Okay, so you didn't go to like it a lab. Like his team no, no, no. We were prick. They had like oh. set up a whole station. You go prick your finger. They put it in a device. It would spit oh, out okay. a number. Yeah, that sounds like a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, but they took a bunch of photos of us doing it. So. Like, I'm sure those ones, they're accurate sometimes, but it's probably similar to, like, the super cheap sweat tests. Like, you might get a good result one out of five times, but or maybe, you know, even 50% of the time, but um, not super We reliable. also did that, and then they just never sent us the results. Also, wait. Because the, the data probably also sucked. <laughs> no, but apparently there's some, somebody found a study with our, but you don't know, it just says rider one, rider two, rider three. So then we had to guess which rider we Wait, were. Wait, so the study <laughs> the study was about you guys? I think so, yeah. 
Like you human, th- I guess it was human powered health did the study because it's like a lab, like a physiology oh, okay. lab. Gotcha. I mean, people's. Then you should have gone to their lab and actually done the real no. test. I don't know if that's like me and Dylan know. are going to go to a lab and get a bunch of testing done together sometime this winter. It's going to be a date. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, people's. <laughs> Drew said that like it was a matter of fact, and Dylan's like, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> no, it is a matter of fact." <laughs> Up in Indy, we're sounds doing like it. only one of you knows about it. <laughs> I've already told Dylan he's doing it. Yeah. He didn't ask me, he told me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, people's sweat can vary wildly. Like the amount of sodium they sweat, it could it could vary from, you know, 200 milligrams per hour to 2000 milligrams per hour. Um it's it's a super wide range. So it's actually somewhat useful information to know how much sodium you sweat. That's why I would like to know. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why, you, but if you're going to do it, you got to do it with an accurate test program. And actually send the results to the person who did the test. I mean, I've used the the NYX sensor. This is not an advertisement for NYX. NYX doesn't pay me anything, but I have used their sensor. Who is this and Nick I, fella? If they want to, you can you can pay us if you want to, <laughs> NYX. You just, you just said at-home tests sucked. <laughs> I mean, if they're going to pay us to use they're them, that's great. fine. Okay. If they're paying, then it works, right? We don't have to. <laughs> We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to rely on the data. Yo, can we Still get K Watch to sponsor us, dude? I just tried to type find this Nick's thing, and it comes up with buy comfortable wireless bras and seamless underwear. <laughs> what the hell are you trying to advertise on here, dude? What? How do you spell it? I <laughs> uh, I tried N I X, and then it popped up as K N I X. No, it's N I X. Nick's. <laughs> oh. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I, I thought I oh, thought it. Oh, these are these are biosensors, so those are the fancy ones. Oh, you consider that one a fancy you, one? What What are you, you considering? The bio. What are you considering not fancy? Like somebody licks your arm and is like, "Yeah, that's pretty salty." Yeah, that's not a biosensor. <laughs> Sounds like how we'd do it in Kentucky if we if we did it. <laughs> yeah, you're just like when you when you get home if your if your dog licks your leg for 20 minutes, then you know that it was. I mean, a super salty yeah. sweat day. If it only licks it for like a minute, then it's like. Nah, I mean, honestly, how most people do it is not that far off of it. They just like say, "Oh, well, you know, if it's a hot day, I've got a lot of salt on my bibs, so I must be a salty sweater." You know, I mean, that is not that far off of the jokes that we were just making about how to determine how salty a sweater you are. It's better than nothing. True. It's true. It's true. It's better than a device that doesn't work. Like Agreed. what you think the salt just like landed so this, on you? So this Nyx one you think worked pretty good? I, I felt like it worked. Yeah, I mean I've probably used it. It's kind of expensive because the test, like you have to throw the test strip out after you use it, and then uh, I forget how much the test strips are, but they're not cheap. Um, so you have to keep buying new test strips if you want to use it all the time. So, but did I've, you uh, did you do it like before you were heat adapted, and then after you were heat adapted? Uh, no, I haven't done that. Um, I, I just used it when it was, I I've used it in slightly different conditions. I've used it in hot conditions and I've used it in very hot conditions. So I don't, I don't know if that says, but says anything, but I haven't used it in the winter. I wonder what it would say in the winter because you already, I mean, you already sweat so little because you put it on your arm, right? I mean, how much do you sweat on the outside of your arm in the winter if it's, like, cold and you're freezing? I don't know. I should use it and see. Maybe you can make, like, a video about it. But it should still, like, it'll still give you what your salt concentration is. It just might not, like, the volume of sweat, like, your sweat rate yeah, might yeah. be off, right? Yeah. 
I thought it was useful. I mean, I got a rough idea of how much sodium I sweat per hour after using that. What was it? Um, so it gave me slightly different numbers depending on the conditions, but I think it was like roughly 800 to 1,000 milligrams per hour. Dude, that's a lot. Why do you use the low sodium drink mixes then? Uh, it was on the low, like they claim that that was on the lower side. Like there's, there's a lot of people that sweat much more sodium than that. And actually if it's, you're not going to replace all the sodium that you sweat out in exercise. I mean, it's kind of like consuming carbohydrates, right? You're not going to replace all the carbohydrates you, uh, you burn during exercise. And it's probably worse to be on the high end because then you'll have stomach issues. I mean... If you're only taking in 200 megs of, of sodium an hour, though, that seems like... But it's more than that because, like, I take in gels and stuff. It ends up being... Oh, I that. see. I didn't realize you were cheating on flow. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we got going on? Should I pull up the old Bonk Bros email? No. Yeah. Got a question about aero gravel wheels. You want to talk about that, Dylan? Uh, Sure. Also, yes, my, uh, my gravel bike has, has <laughs> aero wheels. Act like it's a uh, chore it says, for are aerodynamic gains through achieving the rule of 105%, being that the rim must be at least 105% the width of the tire, with gravel wheel and tires possible? It seems there are a lot of 40 to 45 millimeter deep gravel wheels out there, but testing, like Envy shows, uh, with a 40C or larger tire will eliminate those aero gains compared to a shallow wheel. There are wide external with wheels out there, but, uh, the corresponding with the wider corresponding internal width, the tire blows up larger. I've heard of a 29 millimeter interior wheel, uh, that makes a 36 tire, approximately 40 millimeters in this case. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've also read that the wider the tire, the deeper the wheel needs to be to, to achieve an aerodynamic gain Mm -hmm. in an aero gravel wheel tire combination, uh, is, is an aero, gravel wheel tire combination achievable or should the focus instead be on a light and compliant setup uh and wheel air depth slash aerodynamics just be completely ignored unless you have heard that disc gravel disc wheel uh i can't see any gravel wheels and tires combining to provide an aerodynamic benefit so this comes from dexter all right so i the the rule of 105 is ideal, and for those who don't know, rule of 105 is that your rim is 105% of the width of your tire, so it's very slightly wider than your tire, the rim is. Um, then the that's measured, ideal. Like, than the measured width? Yeah. So if it's, like, 45, you want it to be whatever 105% 45 is. Yeah. Okay. Which is an insanely wide rim, right? This sure. is This is more, thing, like, when they came up with that rule, they were thinking about road aerodynamics mm-hmm. obviously um so that's ideal but i've i i, I mean the the engineer at factor i think tested this on like a 40 millimeter tire with a I, I don't know what you know a narrower rim probably the external width was under 30 millimeters or maybe it was 30 millimeters or something like that or 32 millimeters so quite a bit narrower rim with a much wider tire and it does something. It it helps slightly. It just helps a lot less. Basically, the wider the tire gets, the less uh, the less the rim aerodynamics help. And I think that um, I think that probably what we're going to see happen is 
gravel tires get wider and wider and wider as we go into the future. So it'll be harder and harder and harder to have rims that are that insanely wide and actually work properly. So we're going to give up on this whole uh, aerodynamic rim for gravel thing. Okay. Yeah, someone else, I can't, I'm trying to find it. Someone else sent a gravel wheel set that just came out that was 29 internal and was like, hey, is this, you know, is this going to be more aerodynamic? And I was like, probably a little bit, but it's still not wide enough to really matter. You know, like in 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 order to get wide enough, it's going to be so heavy that, yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Dude, Adam, speaking of shifting, like we were talking about how you know everything about DI2 and whatever. Have you looked into the classified hub at all? Uh, that's the internally geared hub, right? Where you, you get like a heavy and a soft yeah. gear. Yeah, I have. What do you think about that? I've actually ridden one. Mm-hmm. Um, and? They're pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty dope. Yeah. The the shifting is super, super smooth. You can shift it completely under load. Um, and it basically just turns your one-by bike into a two-by bike. Sure. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think they're pretty so sick. I, I would much rather have that than a two-by drivetrain. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, my main criticism of it when I first heard about it was that I, I already knew that internally geared, um, like internally geared systems on bikes are generally not very efficient. So I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, man, you know, if it's, if you're giving up like five Watts to run this thing or 10 Watts to run this thing, I don't see it being worth it because they're not marketing it towards people on beach cruisers, right? They're mar- marketing it towards right the highest levels of the sport. Um, the YouTube channel Peak Torque just did an efficiency test, and I think he, I think that he found that it was within one percent of of a normal. I, I'd, I'd have to go back and look at what his conclusion was, but it was it was shockingly close to a normal drivetrain. Yeah, that's what I've heard too, and that's what I think that's what one of their claims are. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I wrote it for five minutes, so I can't can't really say anything of that. The, uh, the other thing extent, is that but, when you when you're in the easy gear, which would be the gear that you use when you're climbing, that's the gear mm-hmm. that it would be less efficient in, which is the worst, right? It, I don't, I'd almost want it the other way around. Because when you're climbing, you want all the efficiency possible, because that's usually the point in the race where you're about to get dropped. Yeah. Um, like if you, if you could, I mean, it, it depends though. Like if, if, if you're going, like if it's a, if it's a one by drivetrain, and that allow that smaller gear allows you to stay more in the middle of your cassette. Then your drivetrain is running more efficiently. Yeah, they than make they make that claim. Maybe it's a watch. They make that claim too. They they make the claim that if you can keep your chain line more straight, then it will actually offset the the you know decreased efficiency from right you know cross train. But that's also that's also a benefit of two by right, just a standard yeah. two by. But what I'm saying is, like, if you could choose between having your drivetrain be less efficient when you're in your hard gears or less efficient when you're in your easy gears, like, you would choose less efficient in hard gears and keep it the same in the easy gears, right? Right. Because right. usually the point in the race where you get dropped and you need all the efficiency you can possibly have is on a climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I would agree with that. Oh, shit. Who's calling me? Um... All right, another riveting question here for you, Scott. Uh, this one's from Kyle. Question for the podcast. Bike Radar recently did a tire 
rolling resistance test, and their test protocols seemed pretty legit. The interesting thing is that their results were contradictory to some of the results found on bicycle rolling resistance. An example being that that bicycle rolling resistance says the GP5000s are roughly 3 watts faster than the S-Works tires, while bike radar claims they are almost exactly the same rolling resistance. This piqued my interest, so I looked into the testing that each group did and realized that Bicycle Rolling Resistance changed their protocol in 2023 to test all tubeless tires with sealant instead of tubes. They claim that they've done the calculations for the difference on the older tires, uh, but it seems suspect and makes it hard to make a comparison on their website to any tires tested prior to 2023. What are your thoughts on the difference uh, and potentially flawed test data between the two websites? Thanks for having such an entertaining podcast. Uh, oh, and this is on Team Dizzle. Just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> the Team Dizzle. Dizzle, How, are you going to respond to the, this person who's on yeah. your team? Hold on, wait. I want to hear Scott's input here. I just want to know, <laughs> I don't pay attention to any of these tire things because I don't get to pick my own tires anyways. But how do they test the tires? Oh, boy. Put them on a steel drum. <sighs> Come on, okay, Scott. So it's a steel drum, so it's not even on pavement? Let it rip. <laughs> no, it's definitely not on pavement. So how is that? That's the first flaw, right? Is that accurate? I mean, this is this is like this <laughs> is anyone de- a steel drum versus this is the, the constant debate about all of these websites, right? I mean, not all, all of, of these websites. It, mainly by just in, one in some way, in some way, it would be better to do it like if if he could just like pave his steel drum, you know, like so that way it's the same <laughs> surface. Yeah. Um, cause that will change like the way that the tire dissipates the heat that's building up, like during the rolling resistance friction, like that's, well, that's, um, that's building. I think so. And that, I mean, that I would so think what that would he does factor. is that a, a steel drum is, is a lot smoother than pavement. So what he does to compensate for that is that he adds like, uh, I don't even know what to call it. You know how, like in the back of a truck bed, there's, if it's got steel on it, there's texture. Yeah, it's like, a like I'm not coating. talking about a normal like a truck bed. I'm talking uh, about a truck bed of like some <laughs> some dude at like a redneck truck stop. It's got freaking metal plates yeah, yeah. on his truck. Wow, and dude, I have that. That's kind of <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Fucking redneck, dude. You live in you live in Arkansas, Tyler. I, yeah, dude. I feel like that was accurate. <laughs> so for the gravel tires, does he like glue little pebbles to the to the steel drum? I mean, so the unfortunate thing is that he doesn't do anything different with the drum when he tests, you know, mountain bike tires or gravel tires or fat bike tires. Like the drum is the same for for all all categories of tire. What was that so if you were going to ride him on, on a steel, if you were going to ride on a steel drum, you could find the fastest tire on this website. <laughs> Sure. If you were going to ride yeah. at an indoor velodrome. If you want the fastest tire for when you're training on the rollers. <laughs> so is rollers. it possible? Steel diamond plated rollers. Yes, steel yeah. diamond plated. Thank yeah. you, Scott. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Jeez, man. Use the redneck now that they can pull that out. <laughs> yeah. All right, what were you saying, Scott? I said, if, if you were going to do a race on diamond plated steel. This is your guy. Yeah, this is your to guy. Find the tire. <laughs> Any other surface inaccurate. Yeah. So did you just go on the website now that you now that you see what kind of steel I'm talking about and you're like, "Oh, that's Me? steel diamond plated." Yeah. No, I knew the whole time. 
Oh, just by my just by <laughs> my description, you knew what I was yeah, talking you're about. Good, you're, you're at a Loves in the middle of Arkansas, and you look next to you know, at the pickup truck with the big box on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, I can't even remember what this guy's original question was. Uh, he was asking about the difference between. Oh yeah, because. Uh, uh, bicyclerollingresistance.com switched over to using not using tubes for their tubeless tires. Yeah, so if you don't use a tube, that's going to make the rolling resistance less. And I, I think that what this person was saying is that they uh, have calculated what the difference is and then they they retroactively change the rolling resistance on certain tires. Right. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, man. That's a, uh, it's a little sketchy think that we should all retract our subscription to bicyclerollingresistance.com. Oh, <laughs> that's a little harsh, buddy. I'm just going to start running uh, the challenge XP getaway for everything. Because, you know. Hey, big news coming from Challenge. They're coming out with some new stuff. I'm can excited about it? it. On the what podcast? Tell yeah, us about I don't it. I think I can say about it yet. But I talked to <laughs> the North American guy, and the, I met the owner of Challenge at the race this weekend. He was at Crossnats this weekend. Like, did he, he know who you were? The guy who started Challenge. Mm. It was awesome. Is Challenge an American company? Why oh. was he at the at Crossnats? Because Cross is boss, That's, buddy. Come yeah, on. Why wasn't he in why Italy he watching at, at Val de Sol? Thinking yeah, of a snow would, tire he could create. Why wasn't he at Val de Sol? I guess he sells more tires in North America than he does in There's Italy. There's no know. way, dude. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. What, should I have asked him, hey, man, why are, you even, why are you even here? Why are you in Kentucky right now? Shouldn't you be back in Italy? Like, I mean, no, I'm not going to ask him that. I think I like these are all you see a person you... from Italy in Kentucky, that's a valid question. <laughs> <laughs> he was obviously there for the cross race. Okay. Did he? So what? But he was he, Italian. Like he had an Italian accent and everything. Yes. Okay. I, I'm just <laughs> making sure. What is this? What is, I just said he was Italian. What okay. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't meet some random person that said they started challenge. You know, Drew. We know you don't get out much, so he could have been from honestly Why anywhere. Why do you guys outside say this? Kentucky. I've been all over the place. I traveled all the way. I traveled all the other way to the other. I went to the other side of the city for this race. I, I get out. <laughs> I even went to Costco on the. I even went to Costco on the way there. Melting pot, cultural melting pot there in Costco. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, is that where you you took this guy to Costco to get the best pizza in town? Is that what you were doing yesterday? Let me show you how we do it in Kentucky. (laughs) Dude, speaking of, so they're they're coming out with new tires. Yes, they are. Game changing. Right, I literally we'll told I told the guy I was like, if you guys really come out with this, I it, they, it might. Let be me your, guess, it, it's a uh, XP getaway casing, but on the Strada Bianchi. Dylan, shut up! I'm not supposed to talk about it. Guys, <laughs> guys, the uh, Strada Bianchi is coming out with the XP casing. Dylan, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> you didn't yeah, say but anything. I, he's just speculating. I'm just, yeah, honestly, I'm straight up speculating. We're, we're just, just speculating. This is just speculation, dude. You know what? <laughs> but you know it, what it, if they were to come out with this tire, this speculatively, I told I was speculatively told them that it would be a really good tire. I'll I mean, dude, you know what? They they need to come out with a 2.4 race What would king. that be a good tire for, Drew? 
All of the all of the races. All of the ra- do, the Strada Bianchi has no knobs on it, and you already have issues cornering on gravel. Good, so I'll even be I'll be faster <laughs> on the straightaways, and I'll just go super slow in the turns. That's pretty much like everyone else in gravel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one willing to risk it for the biscuit through the turns. That's why I mm. crash. All right, this will be the real slippery boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In both fronts. All right. Well, that's that's exciting. I can't wait for the Strada Bianchi with the XP casing. Tell him. Gosh, dude. <laughs> you Allegedly. don't care about me at all. We are not friends. <laughs> Whatever sponsorship I might have gotten, Dylan's gonna ruin. No, no. It'll be fine. Have you guys uh have you guys seen this new 3T bike that has it's like an it's an aero mm. gravel bike, but they did exactly what I want every aero gravel bike company to do and they put they they left enough space so that you could put 2.2 mountain bike tires in it yeah so, someone actually sent that to us on instagram i i can't remember who but they wanted to know your your input i think on it's it. sick i think is it's that dope. your new bike it's a, sponsor a, no three c's not my new bike sponsor but i think that's a dope bike oh can i speculate on what your new sponsor might be <laughs> yeah it's I whatever know. I, wouldn't <laughs> do that. I wouldn't do that I wouldn't want you to lose out on your sponsorship because I'm a good friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, now that Scott is speaking of, no- I'm glad that you have such good feelings <laughs> there, Dizzle. Feelings? Yeah. That was very hard. No, yeah. I, I really felt it. Yep. I felt it coming. <laughs> now that Scott isn't on HPH, can we talk crap about HPH's lube Dude, sponsor? Dude, I'm still on HPH. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs> for January Dude, when, 1. What, 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 when do you not ride for HPH? When, uh, January 1st. Mm. All right. Fair it's contacting like anybody's going to actually enforce that. <laughs> hey, uh, you never know. <clears throat> hey, didn't, didn't the yeah, one... Still, still getting that some, paper. Some, some dude, uh, like some Colombian guy was just doing a Grand Fondo or something and he was going to switch to a specialized team the next year, but he was on... Uh, um, with 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 the Tibco Cannondale team, EF, EF, EF Tibco, yep, and got in trouble. They, like they didn't pay him for the last month. Like, yeah, that happens like quite often. Yeah. So you're yeah. smart, Scott. That's basically what I'm saying. Is you're smart, Scott. You're not not getting yourself mm. in trouble here. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't have anything bad to say, anyways. Okay. <laughs> 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 Uh, okay colin wants to know if we have any tips for training or uh gear suggestions for the lutes and 99er uh, he no also says that, that it could be a cool race for for dizzle to go to just why? dizzle why be, not sure why would it be cool for me just dizzle i don't know why because i'm the real is this because is this a good race for a drop bar full suspension bike oh yeah it'd be a sick race for that uh, he says that he's, he is running a drop bar hardtail with Conti Race Kings. So did you see? For that. Did you see Coney Looser just won? You know, friend of the podcast just won that really really long uh, two hundred fifty mile race on the drop bar full suspension. Dude, yeah, and the crazy thing is that it was a gravel race. I thought it was a mountain bike race, but it was a gravel race. Well, I I mean, if you look at what people are riding, a lot of people are on gravel bikes, but there are a lot of people just on mountain bikes too. It seems like the kind of race where. It's like a toss-up which bike okay. you should ride. It's like a gotcha. Yeah did uh, did you talk to him at all? Uh, not recently, but I t- talked to him about that race like back when we did Schwamigan, and he was because you know I rode a drop bar mountain bike at Schwamigan, 
And he was like, man, that would be a perfect bike for this one race that I do uh, in yeah, I remember. I remember talking November, to him about December. that. Um, and I remember talking to him them then. I was like, "You wouldn't ride your gravel bike for that?" And he's like, "No, never. I would never even consider it." So mm, okay, because like everyone else in the lead group with him was on gravel bikes. Yeah. Literally, I mean, it's probably a mistake. I mean, if he maybe those pictures were early like, on, like before it got gnarly or something. If he is not even ever considering riding a gravel bike, I can imagine that all of those people made the wrong choice. You know, he won. So yeah, clearly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, it looked like a sweet setup. The the drop bar dually is like that's a that's a dream setup. It's pretty sick. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that next year. Yeah, are you? You should and and not do a hardtail. Uh, no, I'll probably have a hardtail too. I mean, why not have both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should also do like a flat bar single speed gravel bike. Yeah. And I mean, maybe do like a fixed gear. You know, Why dual suspension you mountain talking bike. Talking about fixed gears and single speeds. No, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> that was that was my teenage years back when I was cool. Just so you can have one of every single combination possible. Yeah, you never mm-hmm. know. There might be a situation in which, like, a fixed gear mountain bike is better for unbound because mm-hmm. of the efficiency. Right. Totally. And just like when you want to stop because you're just like tired, you can't. Yeah. You just well, you keep know what going. happens. I don't know if you've ever ridden a fixed gear, but what happens is that you want to stop pedaling, and then you just get like you just get bucked, bucked over. Like it yeah. just bucks you. And if you're on gravel, or if you got six skills, then you can do skids. You could do skids. I mean, on gravel, you could do a lot of skids. That'd yeah, be that'd be cool. cool. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> you should do a skid. Do- <laughs> no brakes. Yeah. <laughs> should i do unbound with no brakes and then Fix we here. can and then we can come out with a t-shirt that says dylan leaves skid marks at unbound <laughs> oh yeah we were answering a question about lutzen full suspension drop our bike next question is it at is it in south dakota where is it no it's a, it's in northern minnesota hmm. it's a it's a it's a sweet place it's cool i've done the race once it's a just a ton of threshold and you know, punch your efforts. It's basically Schwamigan times three. Mm-hmm. It sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the next question? Are you in more? I can pull up more. Are we out of questions? Uh, no, do we got so many questions? Uh-huh. Do we want more tire questions or we want something we else? Got, I think we got to hit something else. Okay. Uh, okay. This is, so this one comes from, let's see if they put their name. Oh, they put a lot of information. Jay, that's all divulge right now. Uh, so I d- this is an idea. It could help ignition the podcast, etc. Make a shadow com- campaign where Dizzle is unofficially doing the Lifetime Grand Prix. Actually, do it. Track your results versus those in the official version. This will set you guys up for good content to chew over as you train over the winter when there's not much for cycling podcasts to talk about. Uh, this would be a bigger version of the frenemies buildup for Big Sugar. And in truth, it could be a big storyline for the Lifetime Grand Prix, too. It's a hum- human story people can sink their teeth into as opposed to who is going to be third or fourth or 17th or whatever. Uh, you're training for it and smack talking, Dylan, would be great as you both have such different approaches to everything. People would dig the contrast. And as the season wore on, talk of it could spread well outside the listeners of the two podcasts and you guys your guys' Instagrams, et cetera. In an ideal world, it would it would get attention on Velo News. Dude, here you go. Here's your buy-in, Drew. <laughs> this guy, uh, everyone this loves guy a fun really healing storyline that's upbeat and happy. Yeah. Uh, that's I will it. say that your your hopes are much 
uh, your ambitions for this this showing up on Velo. I can't see Velo News ever covering this, but I appreciate your uh, belief in us. If it's hyped up enough, maybe I don't know. Drew, I mean, is that basically what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, I mean, I like how this guy was uh, talking about how he's got like an idea for Drew, but that is what Drew has been talking about doing for the last. Yeah, he messaged me. He said episodes. we need to come up with like a name for it because when you make a name for something, it like solidifies it or something. But I, I don't know. But then yeah, let's come you, up with a name for it. If you come up with a name, then it's like legit. And then Just I have call to it like, like the, actually do it. The underground GP. Yeah, call, the underground <laughs> GP, dude. Gizzle's underground GP. Who else was in it? Who else was t- underground GP sixty nine? Who else 000? was I talking to that said that they were gonna? Who was it? Oh, Adam. Uh, Roberge. Roberge. But he might not do all of them. I think, uh, didn't he say that he's going to try to do some races in Europe now? That he's not in the yeah. GP? Yeah. Instead of, like, Leadville and those races. No, dude, don't invite other people into this. It's just you. Why do you need other people? Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, dude. That way you can win the underground so then GP. then I'll be like, 000. I'll place myself in the real lifetime GP. And I'll be like, oh, I'm 16th in the lifetime, but I'm winning the underground GP. <laughs> For sure. Well, you're also going to be losing it because there's one person. Yep. The cup is half <laughs> empty always with Dylan. You have to do all the races, though. Every single one. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, he. I mean, he just needs to follow the lifetime Grand Prix rules. So it's, you know, he needs five finishes. And uh, then if you make it into the top 10, you can get on the stage at the end of the year and that's so basic, Just, though, dude. Like, you got to make it a little bit more out of the ordinary. What do you mean? That's what, like, everyone else in the series does, man. Well, you're, like, the only person who goes to every single race. Nah. Freaking overachiever. What is this, <laughs> the USCX? Yeah. Participation award? <laughs> yeah, and so then at the end of the year, when you get, you know, into the top ten, you oh. get you go on the stage and whoever has the check of the place that you're in like eighth place like alex howells gets check eighth place you just bash it out of his hands and you're like give me that thing tell him to get off the stage or just ask him to split it with you dude okay we we can choose to cut this out if we want no but there's there's another idea that's kind of cool. why would so we this cut is this out dude just the, send it <laughs> if it's actually a good idea and we don't want to tell people about no it, no we'll just send it it's fine uh, okay, this one comes from Julian, uh, and they say, Hey, Adam and the Bonk Bros, thank you so much for informing and entertaining us so much. Crossing all fingers to get Dizzle in the Lifetime Grand Prix next year. Eh. Uh, this comes from early November. So. <laughs> uh, here's a suggestion for 2024 to make it even more exciting. The Bonk Bros Grand Prix. The idea That's would be that yeah. the many followers of the podcast could get ranked for their participation in the Lifetime events. In any number of or any number Why of gravel events. Why did you want to say we could potentially cut this out? Like, how many times have we talked about this? No, we rank our we rank what? our listeners. We're gonna rank our listeners, dog. Rank our listeners. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. How? This is based on what? This is for the followers of the podcast. They could get ranked like the Lifetime Grand Prix does for participating in gravel events. You decide which events make sense. So, like, this is basically like. We're creating our own oh, Grand Prix wow. series, but it's not exclusive, and it could be any races. It doesn't have to be part you of what we could do. So, to your point in an earlier episode, some of the BWR events might be better than some of the Lifetime events. To be part of the final ranking, one would have to participate in X number of events out of X number. This is something um, that we got to get Daniel select. to do. 
Like, no. I mean, come on. Yeah, dude, Are any of us, Daniel it. and... Because we have to be the ones that pick could, the events. Well, he could help us with it. We're not saying he's going to do no, all no, no. of it. No, no, no. I'm saying, he like, can help we us. can talk about it on the pod, but which one of the five of us is going to do the work to, like, rank people in these races? No, we don't need to. The listeners will do it. I'm Scott's not doing it. And do. Tell us. <laughs> Scott's definitely out. <laughs> Dude, Scott, if you listen to a podcast, one of our podcasts for once, you could too be a listener and be part of the Bond Rose Grand Prix. I will never listen to this ever. <laughs> In the history of the world, I will never listen to this. Yeah, right. He listens All to right, it every so week. All right, so what? Here's, if we hypothetically had a Bonk Bros Grand Prix, what races would be in it? Well, here's the thing. is, it, I feel like if you... It, it can't be so exclusive that people can't participate if they don't live in, you know... Uh, maybe they live in Maryland and they don't have a gravel race nearby that they're traveling to or something like that. Mm. But what we could, uh, an addition that we could That's do, why I don't do gravel is <laughs> uh, one thing that we could do is come up with a handicapping system, right? So people could be in competition with Dylan and Dizzle. Ooh. Yeah, if you no, 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 I got an even better. I got a better I already idea. Handicap myself we have two teams. In all these races. There's team Dizzle and, and there's team Dylan. <laughs> And throughout the season, you just whoever accumulates more points, meaning like the the fans of, of both of, of us. either of them. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Wins. Yeah, this is way too complicated. Yeah, you choose get a team. to decide which team they're on, or do we get to decide? And do they get to decide like, how many points they, they decide, win? Man, that's gonna be hard right. for Dizzlin with three. No, people. we decide how many points they get. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, we have talked about going to. I think the like, races should be snake getting alley. all of us together in, uh, and cycle cross a- nationals. <laughs> What? I'm trying to think of the best races that I <laughs> look. Dizzle, you realize that you're not competing in the series. This is for the fans of the podcast, not you. Yeah, yeah. dude. Why can't I? I want to race. <laughs> I want to be. A... <laughs> I'm yeah, going to smoke all the fans. The podcast. <laughs> I'm going to win. Our, I'm going to win our own series. Dizzle, who's whose fa- who's fans do you think are faster? My fans or your fans? On average, mine. <laughs> I don't probably don't even have. I don't yeah, think I have. I man? don't think I have any fans to even just say that is weird. Yeah, D- Dizzle's fans are like out there working hard on their house. They're like, you know, doing <laughs> yeah, manual labor. DIY. Man, they're putting in so much collar. training off the bike, dude. They're so hard. Yeah, your fans have like a family your fans to just care watch of. YouTube. Losers, yeah. Yeah, dude, bunch of deadbeats <laughs> on the couch. You, yeah. you make you make YouTube videos as well. Ooh, yeah, so but no one watches those. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So See? the Venn, that's why mine the are Venn, better. The Venn diagram of <laughs> Dylan fans and Dizzle fans, like how much overlap do you think there is? Do you think it's just one circle or do you think oh, it's there's two a separate hu- circles? No, there's a huge gap between the circles <laughs> and there's fire between them. <laughs> yeah. All of my fans just hate your fans. All right. we, it would it, we would All right, well this they would fight. We we should I I kind of like this. I think this is kind of cool. We should maybe come up with like four races that will will count towards this, and all of us should go to those races. Oh wow! Yeah, like we yeah, were talking about doing we anyways. Love like we, out. we were gonna, we were talking about. I was doing just that. trying to tell CJ, man, my four best friends, four best friends in the whole wide world. I only get to see them virtually. That's so depressing. We yeah, need dude. to hang in person. All right. I could I'll see Mid Mid South being one. That's like the kickoff. Yeah, that maybe. would be yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. We could do like one every every season. So like uh, a season of the year. The winter one is Mid South, and then what would like the spring one be? Mid South in the winter. It's March. March. I mean, basically, it's like technically the winter. Mar- mm. 
spring doesn't start until March 20th. Road Nats. 20th. No. It's me and Scott uh, are both going to be there. And it's... <laughs> None of our listeners get to participate in that one, dude. And it's exclusive. Yeah, Dizzle, do you understand do the concept of what this is? It's for the listeners. This not is not for you to compete in. <laughs> dude, yeah. We did get someone who, after we talked about the New York Grand Prix last week, or whatever it's called, the Grand Frondo... Uh, someone said like all the New Yorkers actually hate that race. Oh, yeah, really? Why? So expensive. Because it just attracts a bunch of tourists, and mm. yeah, it's expensive, and it closed down streets that they would normally uh, ride, and probably a bunch of other stuff. A People bunch are of peeing in the dude, streets a bunch and of stuff. Tourists. Grand like Fondos. New York is already a bunch of tourists <laughs> and a bunch of Touché. people that already live there. It's just too many people. The Mid South, BWR, North Carolina. That's like a summer. Ooh, that could be That's a good summer. One. That's like end of June this year. That's close enough. How about June BWR North Carolina, Pisco 111K. Uh, no, that race <laughs> sucks. Oh. Well, now we're definitely. I, I was going to name four. I'm gonna, so I was going to name four races that are oh, in the that backyard. in Pisco. Yeah. I gotcha. Why do you, why do you South, hate the Pisco 111 North Carolina? Pisco cool. Okay, this is why I hate that race. race. When I was broke in college, I didn't have any money. I drove, I don't even think I had a car. I think I drove my mom's car down there, slept in the back of the car to do the race the very next day. I did the race, and I thought I'd at least win like gas money to get back home, and I didn't. I won a belt buckle. Jokes on you. Did you, you, you won the race before you drove down there and slept. I know the that was back. <laughs> yep, I should have done that. I should have checked to see if there was prize. Did you, did you, did you win the race? Money. <laughs> I assumed that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dizzle. Did you did you win the race? No, I got third. Okay, so no. I mean, did you pawn off the ball buckle? Should have to get home. I barely made it home. I like didn't have any money in college. I was so broke in college. Wow. And you thought going to a local bike race was going to be the, <laughs> that's my the ticket. Outcome. Yeah, like you yes, thought. I mean, I guess how that's much what money I was do you thinking. think you could? How much money do you think you could possibly get for third place at a local bike race? It didn't seem like yeah, a local like race bucks. to me. It seemed like a big race. Okay. At the time, well, you're it was wrong. I was wrong. Very <laughs> right, wrong. We, we should uh, we should start wrapping this thing up. Yeah. Pisco 111K is a sick race for anybody thinking about doing it. It's actually if you I, like to I, walk your mountain yeah, bike over just, mountains, yeah. Yeah, the course is Great dope. Race. The course is yeah. sick. Just you just like don't expect to make a living off of it. Okay, okay. We'll we'll uh. So we've got we'll circle so back. We've got two this. events. We got two races. Yeah, those we'll are good. A couple more. Just two in the whole series. We could do Schwamigan and Big Schwamigan. Sugar. Schwamigan. Nah, that's too much Schwamigan. lifetime. Too much lifetime. We're like yeah, True. too much. Yeah. We could do one lifetime event. Oh, what Big about Sugar? Uh, obviously, Schwamigan and Iceman. How about no. we reach out to some of these tour, like tourism boards in some of these areas, and get them to sponsor us? And then that's how. Yeah, we'll does, how, I mean, doesn't ben, the town <laughs> yeah, dude, of Benville have a ton of money to, you know? Yeah, they do, but you got to retract all your statements about Costco. So, what mm-hmm. a tough sell. They own Costco. No, you have to retract your statements about Costco. Did do we? Oh, do we say we like yeah, Costco sure. a lot on this podcast. Well, we, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> part of he wasn't on. He wasn't on. I mean, it. no one was comparing it to Walmart, dude. Everyone knows Walmart mm-hmm. exceeds everything. Adam's trying to dig himself out of the hole, <laughs> dude. I never even smack talk Walmart, dude. I actually love Walmart. There's a lot of hate for Walmart. Like a lot of people are like, "Yeah, Bentonville's cool, but Walmart sucks." The amount of people that I've talked to that yeah, say that, know, they've clearly never been to a Walmart. Then you go to you can buy literally yeah, I mean, Walmart in Kentucky, you know, and it's like. You're getting your groceries and you're like some entertainment too. 
entertainment. What happens at Walmart? It's like every Walmart. Definitely at Walmart. Yeah. You never heard of like the famous Facebook page, the people of Walmart? (sighs) No. I don't know. Dude, you're still on Facebook? Dylan hasn't heard of it. No. (laughs) Yeah. Check it out on MySpace. (laughs) Okay. See ya. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>